Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. Other podcasts are available through our website, brumradio.com. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brum Podcast. Hello, Keith. Hello. Hello, Philip. Hi. Hello, Guy. Yes, I can. Hello, Callum. Hello, Ryan. Hello, me. <laughs> As I always forget to mention myself, it's me. And Keith, why are you wearing a dicky shirt? Are you going to be doing some manual labour? Oh, yeah, manual labour. But I was, talking ab- I was talking about it last week, so I thought, why not? I was going to say, right, is this the same yeah. dicky shirt you were wearing last week? He was wearing a Star Trek disco shirt last oh, week. Oh, so he was. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. One week ago, seven days. I have a, a mental catalogue of everything that everyone's worn. Is that, is that because normally I'm wearing something better than you and you need to compete? No, it's just like, um, if you wear the same shirt, maybe like two weeks in a row, I'd judge you. <laughs> I think I have an endlessly rotating selection of t-shirts. You do, it's always very impressive, actually. I took towel this week, and I'm a good charity person. Five bags of clothes. You chucked out or you gave to charity? I gave to charity five bags of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so charitable, I stick in the dump. And I, get, and I, I just threw it in like, the trash, they can feed it them, find it themselves. <laughs> or is that what happened at the charity shop? They looked through it and went, we're never going to sell this. <laughs> well, you know, everybody insured this and we're really fashionable now. I gift dated it, but also I encountered an awkward situation upon my asking whether I should give this gift aid. So my lovely girlfriend was with me, but she went back out to the car and the woman uh, in the shop I was filling in the form about gift aid, and I said, do I need to give my phone number, because I've just changed my number, I don't know off the top of my head. And she's like, no, no, you don't have to give me your number, uh, unless you want to. Oh. oh. And, I met, and I was like, uh-huh, yeah. Did then you like, start yeah. playing with your hair and going, oh. <laughs> then, then I think she realised that she'd made an awkward comment, and she started talking about, like, oh, but I don't like, you know, calling, I'd rather, I don't like email, I'd rather text people or phone people. It's kind of like, don't back out of this, you just hit on me. <laughs> I know for a fact what just happened here. You oh. just hit on guy and you need to live with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> ultimately, I, I was a good person because I gave to charity and I also got hit on as well. So, you know, Damn. winning, positive. Are you sure it wasn't the fact that, like, you know, all the clothes reminded of her long dead husband? Um, <laughs> as she was like about 72 years old. <laughs> oh, I used to wear these things. Well, we, we do know Guy has a preference for the old lady. And he wears vintage clothing. I do. I do. <laughs> I do. Those are two factual statements. <laughs> As we were saying last week, men's clothes now are terrible. They're all yeah. just monotone. You get t-shirts, jeans, and you get five shades of chinos, and that's pretty much it for men nowadays. I mean, you yeah. just need to go into Burton and just look how sad oh society is. I, I would rather drink my own urine than go into Burton. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Burton? I love Burton. You look at what you're wearing. <laughs> you can get a student discount somewhere, Cam. It's not mean it's a good place to shop. I am sick of the colour of burgundy on everything as well. There's like yeah. there's only that's the only colour choice for men now is white, black, like, blue, it's or burgundy. Pink, but for boys, yes. it's just like be, 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 be a bit bolder, have some imagination. Surprise yes. me, wow me. Wear some neon. Let's yeah. bring back neon. It's the, just dawned on me that I've never worn that I have so much burgundy in my wardrobe. I've never worn it on this show. You're wearing a burgundy shirt right now under your yeah, jumper. Yeah, but it's underneath a it's <laughs> underneath a navy jumper, so there's, it doesn't count. There's only one place for the colour burgundy, and that's in a wine glass. <laughs> Uh, my impact or on a sofa if you spill wine quite frequently (laughs) (laughs) is it that plot spot you normally that was the pattern it's like one guy shirts (laughs) (laughs) my shirt today a bit priest it's very bright and colourful thank you it's like the rest of us all look quite talking of beautiful fashion stuff (laughs) 
Uh, Uniqlo released a Hakusai range of t-shirts and they look amazing. What is Hakusai? Is the Japanese artist the big wave? Have you ever know? Oh, you know the big wave? On, like, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, cool, cool, cool. Uniqlo stuff is really cool. They do quite a lot of geeky stuff as yeah, well. It's really cool, but it's like they go, we made five, so if you didn't buy it in the four, first four seconds, you're out of luck. Because they <laughs> yeah. did a lovely Battle of the Planets t-shirt a while back and they made about six of them. Yeah. It's like they have a capsule collections which is like extremely limited runs of about three or four t-shirts which are all awesome and they always release them like three days before I get paid so I'm like looking at them going (laughs) (laughs) anyway Phil what have we been up to this week well okay okay do you want to recap your last 24 hours is this going to be like a Jack Bauer statement Uh, (laughs) do we need the little do do <laughs> 9pm like, Friday. I think if like, Phil was in a 24 star situation though, he'd stop at the end of every hour to have a drink. So the last 15 minutes of the show, we'll be him having a drink before he moves on to the next sort of situation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so, so where's Phil? He's off the grid. He's having a drink. Well, that would be the bit they cut out for the like adverts. So you'd have like the extended version for BBC <laughs> audiences. And British audiences like a pause in the show occasionally. He's interrogating a terrorist with a glass of Prosecco in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, or I'm going to make you drink it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so on Thursday... Yes. uh, I I had a very, very nice day to begin with. My brother came into the city for a visit, went for coffee, went for a walk, ended up in the pub, uh, sorted out all our plans for Mother's Day, etc., to be good sons. Uh, He got back on the train. I went to an event in the evening. Uh, Had a few... Glasses of wine. Yeah. Standard. Yeah, yeah. Had a few more glasses of wine. Standard. Uh, ended up out in town with all my friends who'd been at the same event. Standard. Uh, so yeah, yeah. My, my whole thing was, oh, I'm so a, fast my, my whole thing was, oh, you know, like, uh, a bit broke at the minute, so I'm going to go home at midnight because I've got work to do in the morning. I've got meetings. Really Cinderella. <laughs> I wish... Glass I, Converse. I really wish I'd turned into a pumpkin because that would have been a preferable end to my evening. So come two in the morning when it's closing time at the bar, I go to get my jacket, uh, which I had uh, put on a big pile of coats um, on on this sort of sideboard where everyone leaves their coats in the bar, and it's not there. Ooh. So uh, at first I'm like, okay, my jacket's not there. That's fine. I'll come back in the morning. I'll find it. And then I'm like, wait, hold on. My wallet and my keys are in that. Um, And so basically I am there. I'm a homosexual having a panic attack at two in the morning, while drunk. <laughs> and and uh, so basically, standard. Yeah, I'm just like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Like, I can't go back. I can't get back into my building. I've got no, no money for a taxi. I could call Uber, but like, my Uber would take me to my house, and I wouldn't be able to get in. Uh, by which point, all my friends, uh, my, my friend who lives in the city, had already gone home. Like, he wasn't picking up his phone because it was two in the morning. So where were the, I, I got lost? Though. Where were the keys and the phone left? Where were my keys and my phone? Where, where were uh, they left? They were in my coat. Where's the coat? And the coat was on the side of the bar. And so, okay, okay, here, okay. so here's the thing. I got a little bit lost along the way. I yeah. Like so I basically, someone. I mean, someone came to my rescue. Um, this lovely young woman who she'd been a singer. She was a singer. She was she had been performing at the event. There's a song in this. She was like. <laughs> Oh, oh, you poor thing! Oh, 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 you know what? Like, come back to mine, crash at mine. That's absolutely fine. We'll like, we'll sort it out. Yeah. Um, God bless her. She was an absolute lifesaver. So, um, and then I realized, only then realized how much younger she was because I ended up staying in student accommodation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could have just rang me because I live like twenty minutes away from you. Well. At, at that stage of drunk panic, I, my thought process was just like I had no decision-making abilities. Whatsoever. We have a lovely air mattress. Guy has used it. Dave from Radio has well, used it. Well, next time I, <laughs> next time my life falls apart, I'll call you. Um, 
What would you have done had you woke up next to and then seen Callan Danes' face hanging over his <laughs> <laughs> Like so, him prodding you like, what are you doing in my house? But you have a stink. Hey, Phil, the fire alarm's gone off, but I'm not sure whether we should, um, whether we should do anything. So, now, um, all it would be would just be, did you touch my rice? <laughs> Literally, right. So I got a new brand of rice. And, 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 no, I will finish his story first. Story, <laughs> jumpy, jump face. So I'm, yeah, at this point in the story, I'm homeless, Calvin. Can we get back to me? <laughs> so I, um, so before I go to sleep, I call my bank. I cancel my cards. Um, and then the next morning, I have to call my building manager and be like, I need a locksmith, I need a new key fob. My wallet's been robbed, so I can't pay for any of this until, like, next week. And they were like, that's fine. You're, you know, you're a good tenant, we like you. And I was like, okay, great. So um, this guy showed... I, I walk back to my building. I sense there's a buck coming. <laughs> so I walk back to my building. This, this guy shows up, like, drills my front door, which is a lot less... <laughs> lot less Not a time. euphemism. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> Gives me a good drilling. Um, <laughs> uh, so I get back into my flat. He leaves, and then I get a message on Facebook, like a, a new message request from a complete stranger. Going, Hi, w- w- what was you out in Birmingham last? Was day? you? Wow. Oh. I, oh god, I know where this is going. And I was like, Hi, yes, I was. And she was like, Yeah, I think I've got your your coat and your wallet and your keys. And I was like, Okay. Why? Why? And she's like, oh, I, I don't know how I ended up with it, lol. I'm like, so you're a, you're an idiot or a thief. <laughs> well, why, why, so in other words, she probably thought, that's a really nice coat. Well, I'm guessing my assumption is drunk, idiot girl, when I without a coat, was cold, decided just to grab mine and then realised it had all my belongings in it and felt bad. And so she got in touch. Um, asked, and so she was like, okay, yeah, I've got your driving licence here. Can you tell me your date of birth just to prove that I, I bought the right thing And I'm like, you're the one with my stuff. It's like, give me my stuff back yeah. now. So I was like, okay, um, right, well, I... I so did you not check my Twitter? I'm like, can I, I, okay, I can come get it now. Where are you? I'll come pick it up or I can meet you in town um, if you prefer. And she went, oh, um, yeah, I'm not in Birmingham anymore. I'm in Burbage. What? Where's that? Exactly. Yeah. Nuneaton. Oh, don't go to Nuneaton. So, Nuneaton is the worst place. No, that's uh, you come back with my coat, oh, 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 which you've oh, taken. Yeah, I, um, I'm in all day. I don't drive, and um, I'm going away all weekends. So, but I'm in all day if you want to come pick it up. Oh, no, that's uh, you get the train right now back into. Well, Burbank. at this point, I was just like, okay, I want my stuff back. I want this to be over today. Please don't tell me you went to Nuneaton. I drove. I two-hour round trip in my car to Nuneaton. Oh, whilst your and whilst your front door's still broken. No, no. It's um. So it's it's. I got, I got, but at this point, I'd already got a new like lock and new set of keys oh. to go back and get my old key, which is now obsolete. <laughs> Basically, I went back just for the code. It's a nice code. And a nice wallet. Yeah, yeah. new wallet. Yeah. Um, and so, you didn't and, cancel and, the and cards, so, like, did I, I knocked on the door and I was about to ask her, you know, well, okay, so thank, thanks for getting in touch, but would in you like meeting. to maybe like reimburse me for the locks that I had to call up someone because you're an effing idiot? Uh, and she opened the front door barely like two inches basically like pushed the stuff out and then shut it in my face <laughs> oh that's horrible but you know where she lives now oh that's amazing yeah. right. wow that's what you get for going to Nuneaton right. sorry if anybody lives in Nuneaton and my, and my appalling comments towards Nuneaton but you are aware that you live in the taint of the UK <laughs> I'd just go around with eggs <laughs> right. like you know where she lives Callan get ready with the bleep button Phil 30 seconds get it out <laughs> Is that better? I've got to do better. so much editing now. I feel lighter. It's quite yeah. large. Yes. So that's why I was um, a little bit late to the studio this morning, just because I was so hungover and so exhausted that I went to bed and I slept for like 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs>
like the exhaust vats getting underneath and just the sight of it would exhaust me. <laughs> It is one of those curious places. That seems to be a place which is in between everywhere else. Well, I was, yeah, I was just driving on the motorway, um, and my sat and I were saying, I keep going, keep going, and I was like, I'm just driving. And I'm like, where the hell is this place? I haven't seen a sign for this You town. know that scene at the last episode of Twin Peaks where he just drives into the dark? That's just the Jameson yeah. and Eaton. Yeah, and it's, like, <laughs> it's like the Black Lodge. It's, it's, not yeah. a good place. it's not the place you want to be. It's, uh, oh. Do you know like, how people like say Coventry's bad? And like, Coventry ain't great, but Nuneaton, Coventry's like... Amazing compared to the It's got a nice fountain. <laughs> you, you find the silver lining in any cloud, yeah. don't you, Keith? That's all right. I've been to Nuneaton a few times. It's not work. all right. There's nothing good about Nuneaton. Do you remember, do you remember I mean, that bowling alley thing that when somebody somebody held hostages at a bowling alley recently on the news and then, and then they found out where it was and they were like, it's in Nuneaton. I was kind of like, oh. <laughs> yeah, right. that, that just sounded so much like an Alan Partridge skit. I know, yeah. <laughs> you hold hostages at a bowling alley? In Nuneaton. <laughs> Even it just sounds horrible as well. It's just like, you know, Nuneaton. This is the first I've heard of Nuneaton, and I really want to see it now. You don't want to see Nuneaton. I want to just see how bad it is. Like... Well, Phil Wendt, he'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, bleep again, Callan. <laughs> back in normality now. You, at made, least. you made it under Nuneaton alive. I mean, I'm back in my flat. Yes. Um, it's been a stressful, expensive 48 hours. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I when I woke up this morning, Parvi was like, I'm not going into the studio today. I'm just going to stay in bed for like all day. And I was like, no, no. I have committed. I've committed to this. I have thoughts on Black Panther that need to be expressed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk into town. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come. I'm going to, you know, not going to let my squad down. We love you for it. Thank you. Keith, what have you been up to? Have you managed to lock yourself out or no, no, get anything no. that I To be honest, this week, after having such a good time, co presenting and t- taking your place last week which was great so thank you for the opportunity um it's been a bit, pretty full-on week this week uh, work-wise so mm-hmm. i've been working on a project where over four days we had to make a 16 minute short film wow um so yeah just so with a, um some guys uh, out in the wilds of birmingham somewhere so like 151 shots 16 minute film shown to a, an audience yesterday morning so yeah, that was fun. So Wait, kind of, can we find this film online? No, no, no. It's a, it's a project that um, means, unfortunately, it's not going to be visible by the general public. But it was it was cool. It was a good. It was a good few few days. Was Quite it, enjoyable. Was it something saucy filmed in a bowling alley? No, no. It wasn't anything to do with a bowling alley, and it doesn't need any of your soundtracks lot, to do it. There's a lot of bowling alley news going on. It was good. So it meant like kind of full on days, and then like kind of lots of yeah. nights just um, editing going through the footage and editing it and burning a bunch of DVDs and things on the what's it so I haven't really done an awful lot I haven't really watched any telly um, or what, I didn't I even watch Star Wars Rebels no <laughs> I, I don't do illegal things like streaming it off websites elsewhere because it's I think Not it's only on today yeah, even, um, Disney XD no no no, no. <laughs> it's it's online this morning I mean, that's, that, that's almost as bad as stealing a coat really <laughs> I did, I did the, the one thing I did do is I treated myself to go and see Black Panther at the beginning of the week Hold your um, thoughts. So, yeah, so that was good. So, that, that was the only thing really that I've done other than work this week. Can I just point out that your coffee is puny compared to mine? And probably there's probably the exact amount of coffee that's in both those cups. No, mine was full to the brim. Yeah, but it probably only had one shot of coffee and that's probably got yeah. more. Yeah, it's not the size. I go for the, uh, the short one there, actually. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's not the what size, it's the strength. I want, I want my yeah. caffeine, like my alcohol, 
in as high a concentration as possible. <laughs> so what, what did you have in there? Yeah. Just uh, Americano. No, filter, just filled coffee. Just filled coffee. Yeah. 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 I, 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 had a, I had a flat white, so... <laughs> That's a good Ooh. shot of espresso, though. Flat, yeah. flat white's the best yeah, way I think, to have I think, coffee. I think when it comes to take out coffees, uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I, I just, I, <laughs> I always love it I when they have a, a firm grip on this. Like. You, you were like Anna Winter, but you like stormed <laughs> in there earlier. Like, Karen, you eat take out coffee. Like, okay, losers, let's get this show on the road. <laughs> you know what always gets me about Can coffee I just, I'm shops? Just but when they always say 100% Arabica beans, it's like, yeah, what else is coffee made from? It's made from coffee beans. That's yeah. a coffee bean. What else is it going to be done? It's not even, it's not even a little bit of fagash, like, you know, just like, Couple I, of I, screamed into the, I screamed into the percolator this morning to get all my aggression out. That's in, that, that's in there. Yeah. There's a few the, bogeys, whatever's going around. There's no name on the cup. Well, because they just gave it to. I love the fact you spanned this around four times. Yeah, it's kind of like keep it up, doesn't keep going. <laughs> I was just. It might have been like you know, in a funny, in a funny angle, or I was covering it up. Do you know what? I'm so famous they didn't need to put a name on it. <laughs> no, he just said guy, and they just thought he just meant a general description of a man. <laughs> oh yeah, they probably would have put like gog or gut on it or something like that. Gong. <laughs> they just they just looked at the space they'd got and went, well, we can't write that word on there. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Sorry, just give me my. Coffee. <laughs> like, I'm, next time they ask me for a name, I might just say like something really crude, just on purpose. I mean, Richard, you know where I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> like the principal from Rick and Morty. <laughs> I'm going to interject here and say, let's not make you know fun of people in the service industry. They've got a hard enough, thankless job as it is. Let's not be like, oh, oh, oh God, giving them a stupid name to own. They have to write it. Don't be that bad guy. <clears throat> But they call themselves guy. baristas, which does annoy me a little bit. Oh, it's an, it's not a specialised job industry to pour a cup of coffee. But like, it sounds too much like baristas as well. It sounds too much like a legitimized thing. Could you imagine oh, well, that could... turning up in court and it's like, it's all right, I have a barista. I can and just that. come in with a coffee yeah. cart. Someone wearing a Cafe Nero t-shirt with a barista written on it. Callan, if you ever get into legal trouble, like someone else needs to sort out your counsel. Yes. I can just imagine you go, yeah, I've got Luke here from 200 Degrees. Uh, you, as you can tell from his top knot, he's a qualified barrister. <laughs> he knows how. To, jury or coffee. He knows yeah. how to make the wavy lines on the top of the curb. <laughs> right. I was um, I was looking for like a part time job once, and I was looking at Starbucks, and it literally said bari- they were advertising for baristas, Which and I thought they must have a lot of legal trouble because oh I literally thought they just. <laughs> it's like it's like the same job. It's like having a job to like stock replenishment executive. Oh, yeah. you, you stack in shelves, live with it. It's kind of like oh. manned till operator. It's like beep. There, that's your job. Beep. Yeah, it, it's just like over glamorizing titles. Yeah. It's when you start adding executive to everything. Everything has to be executive. Yeah, everything's an executive now. Every entry level position is an executive something. Till executive. Yes. Ugh. Newspaper executive. It's not snobbery, it's just the ridiculousness of the job industry that everything has to come with a stupid job title now. It's like yeah. you can't just have, I worked in a shop for 10 years on your CV. You've got to have shop executive written I, there. I did walk past an agency in the week and there was a job going which was packer, and it did make me laugh. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to apply for a job as a packer, please. <laughs> well, at least that. Describes yes, it's, 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 true. Yeah, it's true. That's it's an actual point. proper job title. That you turn up, you pack stuff, you go home. It was, actually, it was actually for a role on Keats film. If we make it. <laughs> that is that is one of the interesting things I think about the, the 21st century. That idea yeah. of we just can't call things what they are. 
Yeah. So I like, think it's like you don't you don't want to upset anyone. You don't want to like make it sound like oh you're just a shelf packer. It's like we got to we got <laughs> to like there is no shame in being a shelf stacker. It's an entry level <laughs> position that young mm. people will go there and it's a good experience in the workplace. It's a good starting point for Callum. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I mean, this this could be a whole feature, but you know, worst first jobs. <sighs> I don't know. It was probably I started off working in Summerfield. Remember them? Oh. I did that for weekends, and then I started working in pizza, and spent ten years doing that by accident. <laughs> so I started off like doing just the phones, and then a pizza chef at Pizza Hut for quite a while. Well, you, you've never talked about this, but you said you were going to. You sold medical aids to old people, didn't you? I, my first job outside, out of uni, uh, was doing copywriting and telesales for a company called Incontinence Choice. <laughs> uh, they're still going. They're like, actually, like, uh, it, like it's a choice. <laughs> I'm still friends with some of the people um, that I worked with there. They were there. I mean, it was like a, a great first job. I got a lot of experience. I was there for two and a half years. I started out just like as um, a new hire when it was the company was like four people. I think by the time I left, I was um, the SEO and marketing manager, and uh, and it was like a, a, a company of like. I, I would hate to see the point. SEO that you had to do on those well, websites. Is, yeah, so so one well there was a variety of websites. So there was Incontinence Choice, there was Health Choice, which was the same with things like um, uh, wheelchairs and adjustable beds and the know, easily in and outable chairs. Exactly, yeah, and, and and all kinds of different different things. Um, yeah, and, and there was this one guy who used to call up. Uh, and, and ask us about the, the, the products, the incon- adult incontinence products. Um, and he would say things like, um, so uh, when my mother puts this on me, will it be nice and tight? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, yeah, we called him Nappy Man. And, uh, he would call it maybe like once a week. And this, this went on for maybe a few months. Um, and it was just like every time he called, because we had these headsets. So every time he called, I would have to take off my headset and go... And just sort of like, I, I want to give my ears a little bit of a wash. I just have to go for like a little two minute, you know, quiet walk I away think, from my desk to, to, to get that disgusting, seedy feeling off me. And I'm I think not keep he's, shaming if that's yeah. what you're into, that's fine. Yeah. But we were trying to do a job and yeah. he was abusing our time. Have you and resolved think, the problem, Keith? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we found the target audience for Tograts here. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, so that is the story of my first job. Keith, what was your first job? Are we just in general? Well, paper round, corner shop, car park attendant. I love that one. <laughs> banking, record store. Whoa! Printing. You worked at a record store. Yeah. yeah. Uh, printing. No, in, no insolvency service. Printing. And you flip-flopped quite a bit with your career. Right? Arts. Yeah, I was going to say, you flip-flopped quite a bit with your career going from financial you know, services. I, I, to I didn't know what I wanted to be. Don't say flip-flopping, Ryan. <laughs> it means something that you don't know what it means. It <laughs> means a pair of flip-flops that you've on your feet. <laughs> I'll tell you what that. <laughs> Guy, what was your first job? Uh, my first job was at TJ Hughes. And I, it was just a regular shop. Hey, I worked at TJ Hughes. Well, TJ Hughes existed when you were, when you were alive. It wow. still exists, yeah. I worked wow. TJ Hughes only one was about... Rubbish department. It was, it was it's basically like Debbie's, Debenhams, but really cheaper end of the like, stock. Like B-Wise. Worse. Yes. Worse. Peacocks. <laughs> Um, but the worst one I had was a company which was a credit control company having to call people and ask them to pay debt oh. and so I'm like, I've got a bit of debt myself so I feel like a hypocrite going you want to pay your debt because I ain't paying mine 
Yeah, it was horrible. I didn't last long in that job. It was like, because it, it was cold corn, it would just dial up a number. You'd have to speak to somebody. So you'd ruin their day by saying they owe money. I couldn't think of anything worse. I just hated it. Yeah. It's like cool. being rang up by a cheap Bob Geldof. Yeah. Give us your effort money. Yeah, I just, I felt, I felt low after that job. I did not like it. Callum, what would you like your first job to be? <laughs> Teacher? I mean, no, he dressed up as it the other week. Fireman. My first job um, was actually like door-to-door sales. Oh my God, he's a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> I did door-to-door come, come windows. On, on, I did explain. door-to-door window sales. Windows? Um, <laughs> how, how does he I, All I can imagine is you turning up at the house going, do you want some? Oh, you already got some, sorry. I, I see you already have some. Would you like to buy some more? Alan just walks and throws the stone for the window. I know, it's your window's broken. <laughs> so it was like, it, I, I did like a week of door-to-door window sales and then it was like, for, I can't remember why, but I changed to... Work experience week doesn't class as a job. <laughs> I changed to cold calling. And so I was one of those people that would ring you up that was like, hi, so you got some windows with us like three years ago. Would you like to buy some new windows? It's oh, like you've already bought your windows. you presented the call. Hi. <laughs> See, my work experience was at Birmingham Library, which no longer exists anymore. Yeah, bells and that was the yeah. best week of my life. I sat there and read Empire Magazine because I was on the help desk. Amazing. So I had like one person a day to come and ask me to get a book out of the archives. The rest of the time I just sat reading old Empire Magazine. The library's still there. It's right by the... Ick. No, the, the old library. library. Uh, Not the central library. Down, like two years ago. Yes, the beautiful uh. central library, which was a massive building, which people didn't realise how big that place was. It went down like floors underneath where Paradise Forum was. Hang on, this wasn't yeah. just like a teenage youth who just claim to have a job you would just actually spend all your time that was my work experience (laughs) I would have loved that because my thing was every summer um, in between terms at uni before I I mean I always ended up working like in bars and restaurants but my first stop was always at Waterstones because I always just wanted to basically like hang around in a nice quiet place and talk about books all day and that's why they all go they never had any they never had any um, any jobs going because it was so popular and and bookseller is like a real you know it's a proper career for some people it really is yeah. yeah yeah I would have enjoyed it. Hmm. Where were we? Oh, yes, Guy, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I've been this week, I've actually been a packer. But not that kind of packer. Uh, I've been packing the boxes because I'm moving out and I'm fed up. I'm fed up. It's just, you know, like, you don't realise how much rubbish you, you collate. Like, the amount of ru- rubbish I've got in my house, which is just, I've got to now place it in another house. And I'm panicking. So I'm going from you one. Move into that new house, you're going to start accumulating even more things because yeah. you'll have even more rooms to fill. Yeah, but that's the thing. You're moving from one bedroom to a house, so you're going to spread it out and you go, oh, I've got so much room, I haven't got hardly anything, and then go, crap, yeah, <laughs> in a couple of years. This is what happened when I moved. So when I, went, when I first went freelance, I moved back in with my parents. And I was living in like the smallest bedroom of the house, which I hadn't slept in since I was maybe about 12, because then when my brother, no, no, 14, because then when my brother moved out, I got the big bedroom. Um, so I was in the tiniest bedroom of the house, and yet I still managed to collect enough stuff to fill, like, three cars. Is Moved into my flat, and immediately, I still I still somehow managed to fill the flat. 
And I pretty much guarantee as well, at least 20% of these boxes will not get unpacked. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'll just live yeah. in another box. Or, in the... You have, like, the spare room, like, the actual literal box room. Yeah. I know, yeah. I mean, it's getting so bad I've had to uh, hire Captain Kirk from Nevada Frontier to come help me with my record collection. <laughs> you know to... he's going to be just sat there doing this for the entire time. Oh, do you know what? He's just going to pack up his car and then I'll never see him again. <laughs> That's it. It's like, what I wanted. One for Guy's box. One for Two me. for Kirk's. <laughs> One for Guy. Two for Kirk. <laughs> Kirk, I'm sure I gave you six boxes records. Yeah, all, no, no, two, no, no, are bo- no. all two boxes are here. So, some fell out on the road on the way on, up here. Um, but there's like stuff like, I'm just looking through things. It's like, you know when you're, like, you've been bought something, but you're like, well, I can't get rid of this because if the person finds out that they got rid of it, oh. but they're never going to, like, they've got my mum and dad bought me, but I don't know why, when I was 18, they bought me these things, you know those keys that you get when it's got like a, a number 18 in it and it's like a key and it means nothing whatsoever. It's like a celebration. Oh, thing. it's just something they got from Clinton's with your age on it. Yes. But I know for a fact that if I put those in the bin, somehow something psychic will go off my mind like, my mum's like, he's thrown those in the bin. He obviously didn't appreciate them. So for some reason, I've got to keep them now. <laughs> 18 for you was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Stick that knife in between the blades. Oh, it's like, uh, what, it's... Um, 12 years ago? 13 years. The age Callan is now. I was... I was Cal- Callan. Callan was born. <laughs> I was going to say, Callan was in primary school when you were... 13. <laughs> That's just nothing. <laughs> I've got a whole fill in between. <laughs> Nicely worded. <laughs> <laughs> <It> was deliberate. <laughs> <sighs> so I'm, I'm fed up of just packing stuff up, and it's tiring. Did you find anything that gave you like a nostalgic wave? An old VHS copy of The Wizard of Oz, <laughs> which I thought I'm going to keep, but I don't know what I'm going to do with it. They always have that one item which you never expect when you like packing stuff, which you like stands staring at for five minutes, going. Oh. There's, some, oh, there's yeah. some Winnie the Pooh cassettes that were recorded, which were read by Alan Bennett. I, I just can't bring myself to get rid of those. Oh my gosh, no, no, keep those, keep those. Yeah. But, that, but that's the thing, though. Then, then you get so emotional about everything that you're like, I'm going to keep everything. Yeah. And then, yeah. So you have, you have to be like quite mercenary and ruthless. Mm. One of the numerous home improvement shows my wife loves to watch has this thing where they basically make three piles. So you have your keep pile, your chip pile, and your charity shop pile. Yeah. And they should all be of equal size. I ain't going back to charity shop again. I don't know what's going to happen if I do. But they say it's a different one. You can't go there anymore. Yeah, but, but it's, it's, basically a dog, say, it's a dog charity one, Callan. Well, they basically say it should be equal size of the piles, so you only take the best third of what stuff that you need. Well, what's that? There's the other thing that everyone's going crazy for over the last couple of years. Um, a hig. Ma- Marie, Ma- Marie Kondo. So it's the, basically it's this, uh, this, this lady wrote a book called... Um, like the magic art of tidying up or something like that and it's basically like if you're going through all your stuff only hold on to things that spark joy in your life so if you're holding on to something and you're like this doesn't give me joy then that, that it, it should be donated or thrown away okay. I'll just throw away all my debt notices <laughs> I won't bother keeping <laughs> oh my god yeah the yeah. amount of paperwork I'm just going to start throwing away letters from the bank because yes. they, they, they give you no joy yeah. yeah that's one thing I've like, it's like I've got a stack of paperwork from the bank it's like do you in that or do you just do you keep it because in case one day like Mr. Howard you were so much in debt we need a documentation of everything you've ever bought it's kind of like <laughs> oh this is it I get my quarterly bank statement and I'm like and, quarterly uh, yeah well I mean I, I have like my online banking on, on my phone and everything but then like my bank still sends me like a paper statement every, every I wish months. I got paper statement but you have like, to pay for what, the yeah, do I, what do I do that? it feels irresponsible to throw it away mm. but I'm running out of drawer space I think it's, you've got to like, keep five years of records is probably the thing 
of bank stuff and then just shred the rest. I might just put it in compost it. I might just put it in the loft and then like just like that's it. Like, and then somebody stops over, so there's a load of paper there. You can well, sleep on that. It's insulating the roof. Just kind of put it. Viv in there. and I considered buying one of those storage units, but I knew it was going to end up like that scene in Indiana Jones at the end, with just like to carry a big truck truck full of stuff in there every week. <laughs> it's going to be like Warehouse 13 if I ever get a storage uh, unit. <laughs> But it's it's just stressful. I I, I just didn't because I moved last time I moved out of my mum and dad's house. It was moving out of a room into a house, and now it's kind of moving a house into a house. And it's just oh, I can't be bothered. Yeah. So I'm I'm tired, Ryan. That's why I'm tired. I'm tired and I'm dusty. I feel like I'm just covered in dust. Well, wash just, your hair then. I have a housemate who won't lift a finger, and it's just, uh, I just, it's all going wrong. There's a garage full of boxes. I'm broken, man. I'm a broken man. For some reason, I thought you lived with Kirk. <laughs> what just well, do they? Life partners count. They spend a lot of time together. <laughs> so, just, I wonder if you're prepared as well for the fact that your partner's also doing the same thing. So, this house that you're going to move into is going to have twice as many boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's moving from a room though to a house, so that's okay. So we should we should be fine. But um, house party of mine when we're done. Yeah. But for people in the studio only, not listeners. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you just get random listeners. You can, show you can up. find guys' new address. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like one of those kind of like National Lampoons movies. Everybody turn up. It's all whole streets going oh, crazy. God. Like oh, Kirk in a toga. <laughs> party. Well, you are moving into a quite a studenty area, so I'm assuming you're probably going to have loud neighbours. I think it's like more young professionals part of this oh, particular oh, area where I'm going to be. There's nothing professional about the young, you know. <laughs> True. This salted. How's your week been, Ryan? Um, mainly in bed due to dying from a cold, which I picked up over Chinese New Year. It serves me right for having some time off. Is it a cold or is it man flu? No, it was two days in bed, sneezing and coughing up stuff. Uh, I think it was all the partying. You partied hard. Yeah, I went to snobs, didn't I? You went, yeah, yeah oh you went God. clubbing yes. for once. Tell us about that because I've heard about this off air. Tell us about it. Right, so my brother and sister-in-law were over from Jersey for the weekend, and they decided to put themselves into a hotel for Valentine's night, which is quite nice to get away from the kids for a little bit. Which my his parents looked after the kids for the day. So we went out for some food. We went to um, somewhere for Hot Pot, which I can't remember the name of now. It's a Chinese place, basically. Chinese opposite the truck. Yeah. That sounds amazing. It's basically just dipping food in hot water and it just cooks itself. It's mean. It's good fun. Okay. It's really good. But then it got to like 10 o'clock and it's like my citron all went, I want to go dancing. Shall That's we go dancing? Oh, wow. I see, I quite like that. I, 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 Not I, clubbing, I, dancing. I, I, I like saying let's go dancing rather than let's go clubbing mm. yes. it, it, I feel like it's age appropriate Yes, but also it's like nobody goes dancing at 10pm no. like the greatest lie Destiny's Child ever told was that by 11.30 the club would be jumping jumping Yeah, it's like no you go to a club at like 1 in the morning when all the yeah. other bars so that's like you, you sort of follow the shift of people you go from bar to bar to bar then to a club yeah, so this is Wednesday, second city in the in in England. You think there'll be quite a few places open for clubbing? Isn't that student on a Wednesday night? <laughs> on a Wednesday night, but no, it was snobs and big Wednesday is the only place that's open. Oh, I mean, and it, it, the wave of nostalgia walking over that doorstep. Even though it's the new snobs, they've still got the wall of faces, and it was just like 
Oh. See, I feel like a bad brummy because I've never been to Snobs. The old or the new. No. I mean, oh, never. It, it needs to be done at least once in your life. I know. It's, it's I, like a badge of being brummy. It's like, like uh, I'll do it at some point. Yes. I'll do it at some point. It is like a badge <laughs> of being brummy. Yet still, we were not the youngest people in there. Uh, eldest people in there. Really? We arrived and there was an elderly couple that had already turned up. Like, like, how old? How old? Not, not to offend Keith, but 50s, late 50s. And it's like, why well, are you at Snobs? That's, that's seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, like a good bit of beef. So we pretty much had the night entire club to ourselves for the first half an hour. And then his brother was like, no, we're having none of this. We're going home now. So it took about another 30 minutes to get my sister-in-law ready to leave the nightclub. Wow. And then... As we were leaving, we were in the coat queue and all the young people started coming in. They were wearing fashion from like an 80s mall movie. There was a girl in front of me wearing dungarees and a beret. But that could just be fashion now. Like dungarees are... So I, uh, as you know, you might remember from previous shows, one of my my freelance gigs is I write for a fashion magazine. Yes. And every week I have to do a roundup um, for the newsletter and and the fashion writer sends me like her pick of the week of like, this is what, you know, this is what's really bad. This is what's in. And denim overalls are back in. Oh, double denim. Denim overalls. Double denim denim is back. With like a roll neck underneath. Um, So yeah, I'm sure if you put that it would be just, you know, Rolnecks are cool. Rolnecks Roll are, are cool. Rolnecks are the most disgusting item of jumpage. You and I are going to have a reckoning. I, I, I never, I never have, and never will own oh, a rollneck um, jumper. It's like my go-to. I love it. It just makes me feel like you got a short neck because it's like just trying to extend the neck by wearing a rollneck <laughs> jumper. I mean, I just like an item of clothing that makes you feel like you're being choked. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that was my most recent clubbing experience and did you get any dodgy looks from my last clubbing experience to be fair (laughs) (laughs) did you get any dodgy looks from like the young people as you were coming out it was more the bar staff were looking in the corner it's like where is this group of the 30 year olds (laughs) sir are you lost sir (laughs) but bottle of corona three quid still a reasonable price that's alright not bad not bad music was terrible though it was pretty much the same music they were playing when I went to Snobs. So, so, like, so what did they you... have not updated their CD collection at all. Did they play Pop Party? They didn't play Pop Party. They oh. played 50 Cent in the club, oh. followed by Justin Timberlake and Mirrors. See, mirrors? A, that's a total to 11 on a Wednesday. That's a total different era because, of Snobs than mine. Is yeah. that just because Mirrors is the last time that Justin Timberlake did a song that wasn't, like, weirdly bad? Yes. <laughs> Why don't you just get back to act? Proper no, music. either proper music or acting chews. Don't try and half-ass both no, things. No, don't have him in acting. His acting's terrible. I think he should just go away. <laughs> have it right, Justin Timberlake. Go back to the Disney Club. Justin Timberlake. Take Britney and Christina oh and go back Can to the Disney Club. Like a Mickey Mouse retirement club where it's like Britney, Christina, Ryan Gosling. They're like hanging around and they're like, "Oh my God, Justin, you can't sit with us." <laughs> Justin Timberlake. If you're everyone's listening, like, everyone, everyone's like Team Britney. Get like, your frosted tips. And go away. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you prefer Britney to Justin. I'll Just, be writing oh. this afternoon. Yes. <laughs> Callum, what have you been up to this week? Ugh. Have you been catfished again yet? I haven't, but I did get a stalker. What? <laughs> Unfortunately, not the person I wanted to stalk me, but that's a different story. <laughs> what? No, no, no. <laughs> you wanted somebody to stalk you. There's two stories there. Right. 
Why is it every time we go into your relationship, it's like a Sisyphean maze? It's like Literally, it's this a is Minotaur in the middle. This has only started since I've been on this podcast, so it's clearly to do with the do podcast. Do not blame us. For no, this. it's just now you're in the habit of turning everything that happens to you into content. Exactly. Yeah. You're an F1 over here. <laughs> I've got so good at just ah. finding it out, like on Friday nights. Just I think it's more um, Barbara Carr. So, <laughs> <laughs> Who was a brother? Her eyes were like sapphires. <laughs> <laughs> they stared out at me from my latest Snapchat picture. <laughs> How many words is that, darling? 400? That'll do. Send it over. <laughs> and then her eyes googled <laughs> out. <laughs> She'd made herself look like a kitten. <laughs> she was wearing the purple <laughs> negligee. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I went. I, I'm literally just going about my day. Went into a shop because I was, I was going to say parched, but I was thirsty. So I had to get drink. you're not like walking through the Saudi Arabian <laughs> desert. You don't get parched in Birmingham. <laughs> All you need to do is open your mouth and stick your head up. It's raining night of the time. I was so there inside. I was going about my day normally. I was quite parched. What's this? Okay, <laughs> so I, so I go get a drink. Don't think about it. Go off. I go off to a meeting because that's a meeting and then later the same day um, I get picked up by one of my friends um, and because I'm going to get to that part of the story because we're going horse riding okay because I was going I was trying we literally had this conversation like a week or so ago oh yeah but yeah yeah Um, and so I went so I went horse riding and there was a couple of us there because it was like this taster session and we were all going together Okay, and so I didn't know a couple of the people going with us. Um, we drive for about half an hour. We finally get there, walking around for about 10, 15 minutes. So I've started to get to know the people that I'm with, okay? And then one of the girls that was uh, in the back of the car that I didn't really know goes to me, um, did you come into the shop this morning? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> it's like, random question. And so I'm just like, um... Um, thinking about it, and I'm like, oh yeah, I did. I swear some blonde girl served me, and I realised the girl I'm talking to is blonde, and I'm like, wow. did you serve me in the shop? So she- what you're saying is Callan Danes thinks he's so special, he doesn't need to interact with service staff, and then he doesn't see them as the worst of, of even, you know, looking them in the eye. I know, but then I was like, and so I was like, I felt really bad, and so I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, I didn't recognise you, um, I couldn't even remember what I went in for this morning. Like, trying to play it off like a joke. Like, oh, I'm sorry for being rude. And then she's just like, oh, yeah, you came in and bought a diet, a can of Diet Coke. And I'm just like, okay, weird. That's, like, yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that's a little bit too far. I, bet I she, know. Maybe, maybe she, like, sniffed the change. That you maybe maybe, 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 maybe was, she licked the ring ball before. Maybe, yeah, maybe I was too, like, nice to her in the shop. Because I was like... I don't think you can ever be too nice to somebody who's serving, serving your you. every demand. Well, no, I just kind of... Well, no, you know you do that thing where, like, you you try to be polite, so you just, like, smile and you say, have a nice day. And so it's just, like, maybe as a student, uh, I was too nice in that sense. I think we missed the most important thing of this story, though. Horse riding taster sessions. Yes. When you're a student yes. in Birmingham. Yes. Explain. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't think I would have been able to afford a horse riding riding lesson when I was in the university. Well, is it a horse riding club? I couldn't afford that. It girl. is a horse riding club, yes. <laughs> but most student clubs are to pretend to do an activity whilst drinking heavily. That is the whole point of any student event club. <laughs> Phil, you'll back me up on this. 
Yeah. And, and, and not even I, just... I joined like the pool club, not which even... was playing pool whilst I, drinking. Not even a student thing. That's just yeah. like how I organise my life. I just like, have an image of you like with a pint of carling now and a horse trying to like <laughs> just chat random people. <laughs> they're also on horses. I feel like they, maybe it's just my uni that's doing this wrong because a lot of the societies just don't have much drinking. No. What? No, you're, you're, I know. You're it's just wrong. Places. You just have to go to the pub for that. It's, I, it's become I, like its own dedicated You know what again. the difference is? The fees have got up now. Uh, People actually uh, need to spend money and concentrate on what they're doing, so you can't right. just drink all day anymore. That's true. The only society I was a member of was the drinking society. <laughs> <laughs> that should just be a society on its own. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we had we had t-shirts. We would have nights out. Yeah, that was about it. Yeah, as I said, basically our university society was the pool society where we just went and played pool and drank. Anyway, going back to my week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have one week off. You try and mutiny on me when I'm away. <laughs> I don't think I didn't notice that. That was, that was like... all on him. None of us had anything to do with that. Everyone's going to give you a shout out. That's like, what were you doing here? Anyway. We um, give everybody else a shout out when they're not here. Do we? Yes. Oh, I hadn't noticed. So I had a meet, uh, so I had a, like, a guest lecturer come in. Um, he was quite young. He was like, he was under 30. I think he was like 27. Okay. Well, thank you. I do look young in my days. <laughs> not Ryan, but anyway. And so. Every, and so he was quite like quiet and introverted and he could clearly didn't like the other people that was because there was only like seven or eight of us having this seminar and so he clearly didn't like everyone else and so I um talk, I was talking to him afterwards and I, I was trying to be his favorite yes um and so I got all his like online um like his LinkedIn and stuff and he gave me um his like SoundCloud Mixcloud name uh, and then goes to me oh that's that's also my twitter name okay and so i'm thinking to myself okay is he trying to flirt with me or is he what, like, just I like trying to give me a job here? Karen, you need to bottle this confidence of yours that you think anyone who interacts with you is coming on to you but so i was just like oh i, I just imagine calendar is like every day oh, as soon as he gets back from you hit on 54 times he today like, and it, and it like, hi, he just before they can even finish the sentence he's like sorry i have a girlfriend <laughs> You you are like a needy Hollywood well, no, it girl. Just like, no, thank you. I have a boyfriend. But it's like, well, why are you trying to like tell me your Twitter? Clearly, you want to see my. T- clearly, you want to follow me on Twitter. No, and he's so probably like, quite an important person. Said this is where you can find me online. His own channel, yeah. Like, well, like, here's, here's... you'd already clearly <laughs> described him as kind of shy and introverted. So it's probably Callum... thinking, you know, if I can engage with people, Twitter's an easy way. It's not face to face. Good man, way of doing uh, it. Engaged with the the lecture that we've just had. He's clearly quite bright. Maybe he'd be interested in my sound. You know, you know the thing we do at the end of every show where we basically say, yes. "This is where you can find all of us online," and this is our we're personal not with you when we're saying that. No, we're just promoting ourselves. <laughs> I didn't think of it like that, it's so not I gave about him. You. So, so I gave him a follow, and like waiting, still waiting for that like follow back, and then I never got that follow back, and I'm just like, right, we, we now know. Just me to promote we now you. know. Callum's theme song. He is Carly Simon. You're so vain. <laughs> also, what that you probably think this podcast is about you. That phrasing as well that always makes me feel a bit strange. I gave them a follow, like you. Like, <laughs> you gifted them. <laughs> I gave him a follow. <laughs> the button. I have given you my time follow by clicking the button. button. And that strange expectation that because you follow somebody, they've instantly got to follow you back. Yes. Oh, I don't like, subscribe to that. No, I don't no, think you should really. No. I'll give them thirty days. 
<laughs> I, think, I, think I think there's plenty of people in this world that I'm quite interested in who may yes. not be interested in me. Yeah. It doesn't bother me that they're not interested in me. If, if they've um, got something I'm interested in, then that's that's cool. I don't um, know. I always feel rude not about people back. And it's quality, not quantity. Yeah. Absolutely. You want great followers, not every follower. I don't know. I just want lots yeah. of followers. Oh, do do we all remember the poor Rita Ora debacle where she like tweeted out if oh. her album got a thousand, a hundred thousand? She re- released a new album. You should yeah. release it, and then she got like oh, five hundred. When she had over a million followers, oh. that just proves the way it is. You need an yeah. well, active, maybe, engaged you know, audience. Maybe they were, you know, Russian bots. Yeah. Because this is the thing. There was, that was another thing that happened this week. I don't know. Uh, loads of Trump supporters have lost. Hashtag, hashtag lockout, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Where, um, Twitter's clamping down on bot accounts. Yep. And the only people that seem to be really mad about it are the crazy right-wingers because they're the ones who have bot followers yeah. to boost up their following and make it look like they're more influential than they really are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't lose any. I gained about 200 followers this week. <laughs> 200 what did I, you I had a very good tweet that went like crazy on Saturday, like last Saturday and what so was it I've been riding the coattails of that what, what? did you tweet um, I found a, a classical piece of art of this lady who was just like slumped on a sofa and um, I captioned it this, yeah, is, this, is, this is your face when uh, when Netflix pauses to ask if you're still watching and you see yourself reflected in the screen <laughs> I saw because, that because when, I, when I'm watching I, I, there is nothing more disturbing than that are you still watching? But are you still alive? I'm like, well, what else would I be doing Netflix? <laughs> would I be out there living my life, getting fresh when, air? No. When did we start getting nannied by software? <laughs> when does this happen? Because well, like, well, there's apps now on your phone that tell you, it's like, reminder, yeah. go outside, get some fresh air. Reminder, drink some water. It's like, okay, wow, my, is, is my phone then going to start texting me going, reminder, breathe? <laughs> yeah, pushy, pushy apps. They're just yeah. not the good. Uh, what yeah. have you achieved today? <laughs> what are you going to have on that? What have you done today <laughs> to make me feel proud? I'm, I'm still quite happy after several years of being on Twitter. I'm slowly edging towards that 1,000 followers mark. No, that's not do. That's all right. I mean, for me, I'm thinking 1,000 followers. That's quite yeah. quite cool. Mm, you know, I'm uh, blipping the uh, social media ocean. So I'm quite but happy if you want to follow Geeky Brummy, add Geeky Brummy on Twitter. Black Panther, out in all cinemas. In 3D as well, which was a 3D remake, not an original. I don't know, understand why they did that for a start off in the first place. Cash money. Inside <laughs> it didn't need 3D. It didn't, no. Um, I, I mean, I, I, if, if there's an option, I will always watch a film in 2D just because yeah. mm. for the extra, what, like five quid you're going to pay for a 3D movie, I really don't think the experience is worth it. Especially when a film like Black Panther, it's, you know, it's two hours long. It's a long time to be sitting wearing glasses, you know. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but moving on to the film itself, yes. my god, what a film! It's see, I so I already um, before Ragnarok got me excited about Marvel again, yeah, and I feel like Black Panther is going to get a lot more people like back into like right, okay, this is how you tell a superhero story that's actually original, it's fresh, it's different, yeah, it's not just the same you know tired origin story over and over again. Um, and just yeah, the fact that it's 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 telling stories from a different kind of perspective with different kinds of characters, I just absolutely loved it. It yeah. was one of those things where I enjoyed it when I was watching it, but then I just I found myself thinking about it more and more and more in the days that followed. I mean, it is a fantastical piece of cinematography for the start of. It's one of the most beautiful films that's come out me of Marvel. Of kind of I don't know, like it kind of reminded me of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, just with like you know they've got like the sort of the the flying like. Like spaceships, yeah. slash plane, and and just like the the amazingly you know futuristic cityscapes in Wakanda, and yeah. also just like that kind of amazing Marvel thing of like action, humor, pathos, everything. I think it was. It's probably a very, or 
not easy subject for them to deal with this kind of storyline because it came out in the seventies and it was it was it's basically off the back of back of black exploitation is where Black Panther really succeeded oh, in that period of absolutely. time. Absolutely, and it what I what, yeah, it's um I think any other superhero film that tried to talk about like you know mass exploitation, yeah. uh, you know colonialism, slavery, it would just feel incredibly tone deaf. Yeah, but it was sort of necessary in a in a superhero story that is all about the African diaspora. Yeah, and I just yeah, and and also that's one of the things that made it really fresh for me was the villain. You could oh, understand Michael, his point of view. Michael, Michael B. Jordan, B. Jordan is fantastic so, in this so movie. Oh, I mean, he is so fantastic in this movie. In that movie he's amazing say. in anything uh, he's but, in. Uh, the I the like, way he was dressed, I was expecting him to go Super Saiyan at some point during <laughs> the movie. Was, like, when he was in the museum in that denim jacket with those, with those braids, with the glasses, I was yeah. like, date me. Um, I, I, I like that it was more of like a Xavier Magneto kind of dynamic. It, it was two sides of the same coin is yeah. the way that it felt. It felt where it, they're both coming from. Yeah. And so that was what I realised. I think, I will dominate this entire segment yeah. if I can because and, I have so many thoughts. Yeah. And I think that's the problem we've had with a lot of Marvel villains over this course of the films. They've always been very one-dimensional. I'm evil, you're good, that's it. There's no, well, there's no in between. Strange, it was just a blob. Yeah. Like, that was the, the, it was like an evil cosmic blob. That was the villain. Yeah. It made no sense whatsoever. And there was no characterization. I mean, even with Ultron, they tried it, but it was very heavy-handed. It was, I'm going to save humanity by destroying humanity. And, and after four movies, like, yeah. Loki's motivations are so nebulous. It's yeah. sort of just like it becomes played out and so yeah it was nice to have a really fresh kind of anti-hero slash villain and it was nice to understand the villain's purpose as well and I think doing the way they did it with like Andy Serkis and Claw because you probably expect him would have been the main villain from previous movies sorry spoiler alert but I love that they kind of subvert that expectation by actually clearing him off the board after the first act and being like actually no it's this guy who's the real threat and he's been built up for a couple of movies. We've had it in Civil War, where we had the callback to Claw. We had that in Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. I he was in those. yeah, and it's like he's been built up as quite a big character in the Marvel universe because he's been in Age of Ultron. He had quite a significant role in that, and then he's just gone. And I, I like the character. Yeah. I like that he was basically a bit of a dirtbag. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Keith, well, where do you start? I think much like Thor Ragnarok, this sets up basically what are good films about very interesting subjects that just happen to be superhero films. I wouldn't go into either of these saying it's a superhero film. It's not. It's a great story about really interesting things that just happen to have superheroes as their core characters. And Eric Killmonger is is a great example of... I I didn't see him as a villain. No. No. Andy Serkis' character in, in Claw, he's a villain. Yeah. Killmonger is an antagonist. He comes from a position that is... Killmonger has been led to believe what he has a right to the throne, and yeah. he does have a right to the throne and, if you look. And at I think as well, I, I I sympathised with him yeah. in in a way. I could see why he felt the way he did, why he felt he had to take the actions he did, yeah. and it, and in this world dynamic that we've got, I thought that was a very important message to have across. And to view him as a villain, I think belittles yeah. the importance of what. Black Panther was trying to say and what Ryan Coogler has done in only three films this is a guy who has made three films yeah, uh, and we've gone through and Creed was also another great example of telling mm-hmm. this kind of story and he's knocked it out of the park here and it, it took me back to uh, a few months ago when Ridley Scott was belittling directors taking on big budget movies after yeah. kind of um, The Last Jedi but Ryan Coogler has done a, a, a magnificent job with this and has brought a lot of interesting discussion and dialogue 
into the mainstream with a film that is embracing audiences of all kinds. You know, yeah. we've got uh, the women in this in this film are say, represented yeah. the, in the a supporting cast way. Is fantastic in this and film. And actually, I kind of love that. Really, Black Panther almost isn't the main character because yeah. it's the women. The only reason he's able to succeed is because he has got this amazing network of women who are just. They are competent, they are strong. Right. Shuri there. is a brilliant... Shuri is iconic. Yeah. And what I loved about this film was in every other superhero film ever, um, and every other action movie, there is a scene in which the female character will be underestimated in order for her to then prove that actually she's just as tough as the boys. In Black Panther, we know that Okoye and Nakia are just as tough as the boys from the minute they're, 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 from the moment they're introduced. They're ne- they are never underestimated. No. They never have to earn anyone's anyone's confidence or anyone's approval. They are there, like actually, you no, know, like you're messing with my mission. You're gonna freeze. You're the man. You're the best. And the way that Shuri is like so. She's like a genius, but all she's yeah. doing is like she's constantly roasting her older brother. And I just, I loved all the interactions between uh, him and the and different women this, in his life. This is the thing that got me about this film. And Lupita Nyongo is a brilliant actress, but she felt like the weakest out of the supporting characters. Like they maybe gave her the least to do. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, the thing is, like, the, the original edit of the film ran for four hours. Angela Bassett as the Queen Mother Ramonda, yeah. iconic, but again, she doesn't really have much to do. I feel like there are some amazing scenes that probably got cut out just for length. And, I think with this film, they've elevated a B-list Marvel superhero into something that's going to be remembered for a very, very long time. I think and it feels not, like a turning point and in cinema. It's not just uh, you know uh, T'Challa, the character who's going to be remembered. Yeah. It is Akoi, it's Nakia, it's Shuri. Well, we've not. It's that entire about world we've been Chadwick Boseman himself. We've not really spoken about T'Challa. He's, he's carried he's, the. He's he, perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, but I love that the film kind of makes a point of saying he's able to do all of this because of the women in his life. I mean, the, the plot to the, me. The, was very similar to Thor Ragnarok. But the, the thing about it is we get to see his weaknesses on screen, which you don't usually get to see with a superhero. Yeah. They lay everything bare. It's He's completely lost. He's lost his father. He's lost his rocket life. He's, he's, he's lost everything. Basically, he loses his power. And Forex Whitaker's character, we've hardly mentioned him. He pretty much plays exactly the same character as he does as Saw Gerrera in Rogue One. He's like a catalyst for the hero yeah. in that film. But my God... Knocked it out of the park, I think. Yeah, to do this film justice in a 10-minute segment is impossible. And I like the way they opened it with this whole mythology story of, like, ah, yeah. this is where we all came from. Yeah. This is this is how the world started. This is ha- this is what happened, and it all splintered out. And it all I loved that whole idea of, like, everything started in Wakanda, it splintered yeah. out, and now Wakanda is st- stepping up to go, we cannot continue like this. Yeah. We all have to come together, because if we don't, this conflict is going to continue. And I just... Yeah. The, the message of the film was... Was beautifully put and beautifully played. And, uh, if uh, if you go to watch a film over the next couple of weeks, I know The Shape of Water's out, and that's an amazing movie as well. But I'd say if you've got any kind of interest in superhero Black movies, Panther go is and the watch only it. Only movie where loads of people I know are go- they have been to see it two, three times because mm. it's, it's it really does benefit from mm. rewatching. But it gets a very solid geeky brimming recommend. Yeah, don't be Absolutely. put off by the fact that it's a superhero movie. It's more than that. Anniversaries. As we have reached our second anniversary on Geeky Brimming, I thought I'd go back through and look at. Things from the past which were worth a re-mention. So I went back 75 years, 50 years, and 25 years ago. So 75 years ago was the release of Casablanca. Greatest movie of oh. all time. Well, hang on a minute. 1943. That's a, that's a great film, Cam. That's a bold statement. You, 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 Actually, okay, okay, one of, one of, one of. Considering half, half the films you told us the other week you've not seen. <laughs> like, I don't think he even knows what a black and white film is. Like, <laughs> what, the only black and white film is the artist. <laughs> what, what, why isn't it widescreen? <laughs> Lassie Come Home. Was it not 3K? Uh, 3D. Yes. Lassie Come Home, another great classic film. 
don't have you yeah. ever it's one of those films that was always on during my childhood on like Christmassy times on repeat on TV what's that Lassie Timmy's taught to caught down the well oh gosh <laughs> how, how are we going to save him <laughs> <laughs> Uh, act, and as well, one of the first screen adaptations of Batman, which was a serial, which was uh, 15 chapters in theatres, which uh, had Lewis Wilson taking on the role of Bruce Wayne. So, was that so, the floppy-eared Batman? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. So that's that's. I didn't realise Batman had been on screen that long. Did oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think before that as well, he'd been on a, as a radio play. Yeah. Did you? to pay for each 15 segment individually or to get all of them you, ha- you had to go to the yeah. cinema and watched it every this, week it would have been on before the main you'd film. have the main picture of the week and this uh, would be prior okay. to it so you'd have a serial it's a bit like where Flash Gordon started and talking of another serial from 1943 The Phantom ah oh, I've obviously heard of that one prior to the Billy Zane era of The Phantom oh, <laughs> which is a shame really because The Phantom is a great character who, again doesn't seem to get enough The Ghost Who Walks yeah I love Billy Zane I love Billy Zane He's not in yeah. enough films, is it? He needs yeah. to be in more films. Let's He's in Titanic. That's it. Fill your boots there. <laughs> we need a Billy Zane so comeback. Titanic. Billy Zane and Brendan Fraser need to do a buddy movie. Yeah. Titanic had a big anniversary this year as well. It's just turned 20. Yeah. 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 That was last year. It was 97. Oh, it was right. 97 in yes. America and 98 in the UK because it came out early. In the right. States. Because it was around yeah. Oscar season. Well, that, uh, that was when they only had films on reels, so they could only get it in so many pictures at once rather than doing digital. I remember Can you imagine now if a film came out in the US and you had to wait months? Well, we got Black well, Panther. Again, we got Black Panther first. We were about four or five days ahead of the US. with the Yeah, but because of the football coming up, we're miles behind everything now. Yeah. We're, we're getting... We're getting um, I remember with, with Titanic as well, my sister, we're dropping off at the cinema in Redditch, and she had to queue outside. <laughs> Nobody queues outside <laughs> the cinema. Oh, Everybody okay. books online now. Uh, it's like, it's like a, a three times as many cinemas per square mile anyway. But to finish off 1943, um, comics, it was the first ever appearance of Alfred Pennyworth. Oh, so Batman had been going for quite a few years before Alfred turned up, which is so quite a bit of a shock. You like characters been there always, don't you? Yeah, mm. and another big villain that's in the DC stable, Vandal Savage. He was pretty much one of the biggest villains that they've had in DC Legends of Tomorrow. It's basically he's the first man who wants to become immortal. Ah. Right. Uh, flipping over to 1968. The greatest year ever. Yeah, a, 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 Keith, Bloomfield. <laughs> a Keith Bloomfield was produced and directed. <laughs> it's a high-quality year for a high-quality product. Of Keith <laughs> yes, but I didn't realise it was this old 2001 A Space Odyssey came out in 1968. Um, I forget that movie's that old. So influential. But, looks like the baby at the end. <laughs> Planet of the Apes, the original Charlton Heston version, came out in 1968. Amazing. Good movie. Yellow Submarine. Nice. Amazing. Uh, Blue Meanies. And Asterix the Gaul. I mean, that's four really interesting... It's things in diff- very different ways. Yeah. Very different pictures. Uh, TV, it was the first ever episode of Wacky Races. was shown on I screen. I never realised that was that old, that show. Guy is not yes. that. A lot of those Hanna-Barbera <laughs> shows are, are much older than you think. Uh, all the time? One for Guy, The Archie Show. Was on, oh, yeah, and Land of the Giants, which was a serial that was repeated quite often on British TV. It's one of uh, the Irwin Allen's uh, stable, so it's kind of yeah. like following on from kind of Lost in Space and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, going into the comics world, Zap Comics, Robert Crumb, first issue was released, very influential in the indie comic scene. Yeah, underground, the beginning yeah. of really that underground comic scene. Yeah, Iron Man Volume One. He was the first time he got his own um, individual comic book line. Mm. Uh, Silver Surfer also got its own individual comic yeah, book line. Cosmic Marvel. And 
again, 50 years ago, the first appearances of Ultron and Vision, who we assume are like quite modern Marvel Well, I mean, they were the, the centerpieces of the Last Avengers movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just don't think about that being that old and that well, far away. They are quite, they are connected together, the two characters, you yeah. know, in a way as well. But going on to what I think is possibly the greatest year in cinema. What? 1993. No. Wrong. 84. Jurassic Park. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. Army of Darkness. English release of My Neighbor Totoro. Robin Hood Men in Tights. Hocus Pocus. Cool oh. Runnings. Demolition Man. Mr. Nanny. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Tombstone. Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Grumpy Old Men. Philadelphia. Schindler's List. Carlito's Way. Dazed Confused. Yes. Falling oh. Down. The Firm. Free Willy. The Fugitive. Groundhog Day. Hocus Pocus. Homeward Bound. Indecent Proposal. Last Action Hero. Much Ado About Nothing. The Pelican Brief. The Remains of the Day. Sleepless in Seattle. Three Colours Blue. The Three Musketeers. True Romance. What's Eating Grilbert Grave. And The Wrong Trousers. I love that you mentioned Quote Hocus Pocus me. twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth mentioning twice because it's that good. It's a, <laughs> he skipped the leprechaun out of that list that, as well. That well, that list, was the first <laughs> Jennifer Aniston <laughs> movie. Yeah. In that list, you gave us about five or six good movies. And, and I, I forgot just... to mention the ultimate bad film, which probably beats out the room because it is that bad. Super Mario Brothers with Bob Hoskins. Oh. 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 But I think uh. that is a very solid year for cinema. recited my childhood back to me. Like, I can remember I'd, going to see so many of those films at the cinema. With I was going to say, can you imagine, that That pretty much is every week there is something gold on at the, at the, at the box office. You don't get like the tent pole movies nowadays. Everything was gold that year. Yeah. I can't think of a bad release week in that year. I mean, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, it's what still a classic. Jurassic Park, which has spawned more sequels. I remember. Yeah. I think that's the first film I can ever remember going to see the cinema. Yeah. And we were on holiday in Wales. We went to see it as a trip. Every child. And I had to hide behind my mum's shoulder <laughs> for the scene with the Dilophosaur. Yeah. Because that scared the hell out. And to this day, still does. And every child wanted that um, lunchbox flask combo. That I had it. It was like. Yeah, it's like everybody wanted that combo that you saw in the original shot where he like turns up and says this is a merchandise we'll be flogging here you go Callan doesn't know a world where people used to take a plastic lunchbox to school with them yeah I do that was still a thing was it no, yeah. why would that not be a thing no. Callan, a sticker on the front Callan is of the age where you got a, cl- a protector for your mini roll Callan's <laughs> of the age where you take a chilli bottle to school <laughs> do not diss the chilli bottle but even flipping over to TV, so we had The Animals of Father in Wood, which is one of my oh, favourite TV yes. series when I was a child. So dark. Uh, the Survivor th- for Animals. The third anime version of Moomin, which Keith doesn't like that much. No, it's terrible. But it debuted on British TV, and it's probably a lot of where a lot of people nowadays have seen their first version of the Moomins. Star Trek DS9. Oh, wow. Uh, Beavis and Butthead launched. <laughs> oh, my God, the most <laughs> 90s MTV yes. thing ever. No, the X-Files yes. launched in that year still going there Mighty Morphin Power Rangers which we'll come on to in a little bit Lois and Clark of the New Adventures of Superman Animaniacs yeah we need Animaniacs back on the telly Boy Meets World oh. hashtag iconic Frasier started oh. in 1990 oh. <laughs> uh, Live and Kicking started in that year replacing oh, Going Live Eurotrash started in that yeah. year yeah. <laughs> And one that probably a lot of people won't remember where I remember it because we had a cable box at that time. This is the first time we ever got Sky TV when it was just Sky TV and not Sky One. Games World, which was hosted by the comedian Bob Mills. 
It was like everywhere in the night. It was basically like Sky's version of Games Master. Oh my god, Games Master. Don't do I look that we all used to watch a game show where people used to play Mario Kart on the snares on the TV (laughs) with a really warped badly sized version of Patrick Moore's face <laughs> that was something we would watch oh my god and Dominic Diamond whatever oh happened god, to Dominic, Dominic Diamond, Diamond. And somebody Google it, somebody Google it so nowadays you don't get tips and guides and cheat guides like that you just have to get out your wallet and pay for a loot box <laughs> but that was half the show was oh this is how you do the code on Street Fighter 2 or this is how you find the secret level in Super Mario World and it's, I mean, now, uh, esports is like a multi-million dollar industry, yeah. you know, twitch.tv, watching people play video games, like, the time is a flat circle, 25 years later, this is what we're paying to do. Yeah, and that was the, the ultimate console war. Forget your Xbox versus PlayStation, this was the days of Super Nintendo versus the Sega Mega Drive, and there was, that was the console war to end all console wars. We were a SNES household. I was a SNES household as well. Mega Drive. SNES. SNES was always more expensive games, but I always thought they had that Nintendo seal of quality. It was it was the better games. Yeah. We had the one where it was like a plastic gun and you got to go duck hunting. Super Scope. Yes. Hmm. Well, that was the NES, actually, if you think about the original I don't duck hunting. I was. I mean, I don't know. It was a long time the ago. One- you know, I was I was five. <laughs> it, the weird thing about the Nintendo was in America it didn't really sell that well. The original Nintendo Entertainment System. That's why they bundled it with Bob the Robot to like get people to buy it for the robot rather than the <laughs> games console that came with it. It was like that really weird period in gaming. History. How times have changed. Yes, and nowadays you just get a console and then have to pay to use it yourself. Ugh. But uh, over into the world of comics, Infinity Crusade, which finished off the Infinity War series. So this was Adam Warlock's big showing in the Marvel comic world. Keith? Yeah, pretty much. Built, it built up over quite a while, that whole Infinity thing. Infinity, yeah. some, infinity it, something. I think it was Infinity Wars, Infinity Glove, Infinity yeah. Crusade. Which is, it was like three years of Marvel's peak at that time. Build, building up that big cosmic part of the universe yeah. game. Again, I didn't really think it was 25 years ago until I thought about this. The first Deadpool miniseries got released where Deadpool got his own comic book run. It was the first ever issue of Cable Volume 1, who's coming up in Deadpool 2. Uh, Vertigo it was launched by DC as a separate imprint, which they moved over such classic comics as all the Neil Gaiman stuff that he was doing for DC yeah, back Swamp in that Yeah, Thing day. and everything went over. Yeah. Uh, Tintin stopped publication after a century. So I didn't even realise Tintin would ran century. for a century. a century. So it started in 1898? Yeah. Was it like uh, 1893, sorry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but it's it running as a serial comic strip with just I the three panels. I always just think of it as being like a very, like, 1930s, 40s. Yeah. Like, you know, Nazis are also milling around in the background kind of thing. If um, if you shaved for the palace and you stuck your hair a little bit up, you'd look like Tintin. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And Cannon would be your smooth. I don't hate that. He is a very successful and, and driven journalist. I think that's some that's a description that's been He's levelled to every populace. single gin- ginger-haired person at some point. Yeah, oh, you look I, like Tintin. I, 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 we all we all know I'm Captain Haddock here. <laughs> <laughs> oh I just need gosh. to raid Phil's jump for some chunky knit. Oh. <laughs> I, I am no whiskey. <laughs> But yeah, and also it was the two thousand and uh, um, the summer offensive in two thousand AD where control was handed over for an entire run of issues to Grant Morrison and Mark Miller. So everybody knows Mark Miller now from Kickass. Yeah. But this was like his big break with two thousand AD. I, mean, oh, I won't comment on that particular <laughs> event. But what do you think is the better year out there? One, so nineteen forty three, nineteen sixty eight, sixty eight by far. Close Encounters, yeah. not Close Encounters. 
2001. 2001 uh, Planet of the Apes. That's a good year. I'm Quality say year. 93, just because these are, this is like something that I can actually remember all <laughs> of this stuff happening. I don't know. I'm it with I'm with Keith on 68. Oh, I'll just go for 43. Someone's got to go for it. I think 93. As I said, 93, I think, is one of the greatest years in cinema. Badger! Axolotl! Anteater! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh. That actually went better than I expected it to. <laughs> so, so what just happened, well, um, for any proper 90s child or 80s child... Um, you are neither. <laughs> I am a 90s child. I count as 99 does not count. <laughs> one one minute to midnight on New Year's Eve in the year 1999 does not count as a 90s child. You, ca- you officially cannot party like it's 1999, as Prince has said. <laughs> Come on, then. Uh, so, it's the 25th anniversary of Power Rangers this year. Um, they've got a lot going on. Um, they're building up a whole... They've got a whole tie-in web series... Um, they've revitalised their comic book line they've done a whole bunch of big promo stuff for this coming up now um, celebrating the 25th anniversary and we've, well I got sent away and I did um, some website content, go check it out I haven't promoted it enough on this podcast over the last few <laughs> yeah. weeks and where can we find that website content coming? Uh, you can find it on geekybrobby.com would you believe of all sites there we go, plug yes. mm-hmm. so what are you going to do for us to celebrate 25 years with your favourite TV show. We're going to run through every series from worst to best, and essentially. What? So we're excluding. Oh, uh, we're excluding the one that's on at the minute, Ninja Steel. Uh, well, Super Ninja Steel, as it's currently called, um, because there's still a bunch of episodes. So it's it's not really fair to compare it since it's not over yet. Yep, and um, it's not very good. And you're also missing out Alien Rangers because it wasn't yes. really a proper series. Well, yes, because Alien Rangers is more just a continuation of season three right. of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yes. I know Keith has issues with your listing, so we'll go through Oh, that. does he? Yes. Oh, someone actually has opinions <laughs> on it. Oh, this is good. Okay. Right, right, so starting off, number 20, what was it? Power Rangers Megaforce stroke Super Megaforce. L- by far and out the worst series. Literally nothing good about this. And um, for anyone who knows about the, ser- uh, the uh, franchise, um, this is very much a Neo Saban series um which is to say it's modern and it's not very good characters are very one-dimensional um which is something that you'll find with a lot of the current series unfortunately mm-hmm. next up power Rangers samurai super samurai mm-hmm. again um it does have a better casting than um megaforce which is why it's higher um decker decker is an amazing character his actor i won't say anything about <laughs> Go watch the Super Sentai instead, though. Yeah. Uh, the um, Samurai Sentai Shringenja is one of the best uh, Sentai seasons of all time. So just go watch that, because all the fight footage is amazing. Mm-hmm. And the casting's way better. Go watch that. In at number 18? Operation Overdrive. They're one of their attempts at an anniversary season. Not very good. Just go see what's the ranger. In at number 17. Power Rangers Turbo. Literally just watched the season no, this finale. Is, this is like one of the really early seasons. Yeah, I know, but Turbo's not very good. That's the problem. All the early seasons are all right besides Turbo. It's just, yeah. It was just yeah. vehicles season instead of dinosaurs, right. basically. Yes. Mystic Force. Yep. It's got magic. It's fun. 
The Red Ranger's boring and yeah. moody and emo. Mm-hmm. Next up. Power Rangers Ninja Storm. Uh, too jokey for my personal taste, but it's fun season. Yep. Power Rangers Zio. See, I love the YouTube video that we've embedded in the articles because you get a picture of Bulk and Skull, which yes. were the two worst characters in all of Power Rangers. They're not. They're, They're all right. So I'm bad. sorry. Some of the comedic relief gets a lot worse than Bulk and Skull. Mm-hmm. Right, moving on. Yep. Dino Charge. Yep. The only modern Power Rangers season that I'd say is actually legitimately all right. Pretty good. Yeah. Mighty Wolf Thing, season three. Lovely picture of Jason David Frank there. Yes. Tom. Look. Yes, lovely guy. Now in MMA as well. Weird. Yes, yes. Yeah. But now, now actually acting in other stuff. Now I've yeah. seen. Yeah. So this is pretty much the end of the original arc of Power Rangers. So why is it so low down the list? Just because the first and second seasons um, are better in terms of story, but they're all still terrible if you watch them now. Of like special yeah. effects, cuts, continuity. It's 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 it holds a nostalgic place, but it's like. It's not great. It's not great. Okay, next one down. Number 11. Actually, my first season. I feel like I, I should have had like the top of the pops in a number 11. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought like it was a bit better. Yeah. Uh, Power Rangers Wild Force. Yep. Um, Alright, season. I think that much special standouty about it. Very average. Yeah, it sort of goes back to the sort of like original and just sort of tries to revitalise it about 10 years on. Cool. Um, okay. Running through the top 10. Yep, top 10. Most okay. underrated season of all time, Power Rangers Jungle Fury. Some amazing lessons about teaching. How many series are there here? I've got, I've lost. There's 20. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I condense the super seasons in when normal. Otherwise, yes. this would be like 25 seasons at this point. I just remember something that was on Saturday mornings, like an on TV back in the day. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I have no recollection apart from just like the one show that I watched when I was in primary school. Oh, uh, I remember these two kids who were bullies. There was a fat lad and a... Uh, Balkan Skull, Skull, yeah. 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 Right. Number but nine. Keith, you were a fan of Jungle Fury. Which one were you? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Let, let's kind of run through his top okay. ten. Okay. Right, number, number nine. nine. Uh, the original, Mighty Morphin Season 1. See, this is quite low, considering this was the original series. <laughs> yes, because if you watch it, I'm sorry, but, like, some of the footage is terrible, and, like, the story arcs are just, like, non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> right. SPD. Yep, good season. Okay. Had some budgeting issues, but... This was Power Rangers as Police, wasn't it? Yes, Power Rangers as Police. So it's basically just like Space 1999, but with it's Power Rangers. It's sort of like Robocop, but Power Rangers. It's great. I, and there's like it's, aliens it's and stuff. It's nothing like Robocop. Anybody who tunes in <laughs> expecting to see a Power Rangers Robocop? It's not. Yeah. In uh, at number seven? Uh, season two of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Introduced one of the best villains, if not the best villain of all time, Lord Zed. Yes. Until he, they toned him down to make him more family friendly. He always looked like a Stretch Armstrong with like that kind of like plasticky weird skin. You know? I know, but like <laughs> that worked because his voice and like the way he talked was just so menacing. And so just to see this like plasticky thing was just funny. Yeah. Number six. Dino Thunder. Their first anniversary season. Brought back Jason David Frank as Tommy. Number, number five, five. Lost Galaxy. It's a bit dark and dramatic. Bit sort of... I think it tries to be too Hollywood and too sort of like serious, but it's it's got some good plots there. I don't want to spoil too much of it. Yeah. Um, Lightspeed Rescue. N- number four. Yes. And so why is this so high compared to the rest of the new because Disney ones? Oh, it has. This is another one for me. The top five they sort of all have more complex villains, which is something that Power Rangers especially struggles with. 
and like a lot of the villain makeup and um, the sick ranger dynamic, especially in this one, I think is really well handled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the fact that in the article we have um, Alison McInnes as the picture. Yeah, female crush. She's beautiful. Love her. <laughs> <laughs> number three. Number three. RPM. Um, oh, Power Rangers on motorcycles. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do this quickly. You got me a whole article in like ten minutes. Um, but yeah, this is the last Disney season. Yep. Literally the end of the world. Power Rangers in post-apocalyptic world sort of already ended. Mm-hmm. Good. In at number two, Power Rangers in space. In space, and this is probably controversial because most people think it's the best one. Um, I, I can't hate on you if you say it's the best. It's just. It picks up, it learns a lot of the issues of Turbo and just smacks it out of the park and it sort of ties the whole universe up until that point together and just does it amazingly. And in at number one, your definitive Power Rangers series. Power Rangers Time Force. It's just amazing. Like, it sort of does in space and then it's, it's I don't know, I feel like it, it stands on its own, whereas in space had all this build up to make it this thing. Time Force just comes through and it makes it its own thing and it's so... Oh, it, it, it manages to be funny and light and then dark and serious. Um, it like racism, prejudice, but like in a children's show. In like, and I just love that that it's so well thought out. What I've learned from this piece of radio is that they really have milked this the last drop. <laughs> they have, yes. <laughs> I, I'm impressed by Callan's encyclopedic knowledge. Well, thank you for that. And if you can find more information online at geekybrimmy.com. Things for sale, classified! Guys, shouty, uh, I don't. So it's a return to one of our occasional features where we look for the local classified papers. This month you have chosen... Guy. <coughs> Phil sneezing. <laughs> it's because these newspapers haven't been opened in, like, 30 years. Do you know what? For a journalist, it's expected to be used, around, used to be around print, but obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've got the Redditch advertiser, Solly Bowles. <coughs> oh, do you want to go and get a tissue, mate? I'm all right, I'm all right. <laughs> just, just use the newspaper. <laughs> wow. Right, uh, I found He's one. He's going to need that to live on when he gets banged. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one to start. I've got one to start us off with. Because I want to know what it is, to be honest. It's a rum pot with lid, glazed pottery with an attractive fruit design. Excellent condition, £20. What's an attractive fruit design? I want to know what a rum pot is. Pot for rum? <laughs> Would it just be like a shot glass, but like a... Um, but like a but it, it's described one. as a rum pot. I'm assuming it's either an uh, ex-pirate who's living here somewhere <laughs> and has a bit of a fruit <laughs> fetish. Away his <laughs> yes. I genuinely think Phil's allergic to the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> He's allergic to print. He's an online journalist. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah it's just a normal pot. It's just like a normal like glass jar with like a or like a. Callan is googling what a rum pot is, and, and so they all seem to have attractive fruit designs. To be honest, well, yes. Guy, have you found anything yet? Um. Okay. So I've got. Uh, let's have a look. Um, toys and games, charades, boxed board games, speechless, quick drawing game using pen and paper. Why don't they just play charades like a normal person? Why do you need a game version of it? It's like when people make a game out of like things like Hangman or like just general games that you can oh, play quite easily. Just anything like that you just need a bit of paper for. Yeah, basically. exactly. Like Noughts and Crosses, but like people make it into a game. They're like, no, it's just Noughts and Crosses. I've got one. So, um, Mother Care. I've got one as well, too, Callum. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Care Foot Muff 
Cozy toes. Sorry. What's a foot muff? Foot muff? Cozy toes. That's that's a pet name for someone, isn't it? Foot muff cozy toes. <laughs> that sounds like a Dave Robert Cartland character. <laughs> it was foot muff's cozy toes its first day at the preparatory at school. Keith, have you found anything yet? I found two. One, one is a massive advertisement, which just struck me because it's a massive picture of a book. The revealing new autobiography, "The Speed of Light and Dark," by somebody called Steve Harmison. Can we Google who that man is? Don't miss former England paceman. I don't even know. But what, uh, what is a pace it's his honest life story. But my favourite ad at the moment is Basic, Inti- Basic Instinct box set, uh, which reads erotic films, £5, Basic Instinct 1 and 2, £7, Truck Stop, £5, The Nurse, £5, The Best Sounding Film, Manhandlers, £5, and Wet, £5. Wet. It's just called wet, yeah. I just want, I just Do you want get to... three copies and stack them up together and then Marty Pello turns up? <laughs> I, I, I just want to say that a paceman is a car, so I don't I don't fully understand. No, it's a big ad. Okay, I'm taking a risk. I'm picking up the paper again. <laughs> Musical rocking Teddy. Another nickname for Callum. Is that like an Elvis impersonating Teddy? I don't know. Is it a Teddy boy? Is it? I, I don't know. It just says Musical rocking Teddy. Very good condition. £20. I feel cheated by this newspaper. They've repeated the ads twice each. Uh, so, uh, oh, it's just cheapness. I, I, I have another one. Oh. oh. Windmill. That's a bit big. <laughs> Made to order. Collection only. <laughs> Made to order can be seen on Tony D. Woodcraft. £30. That's not bad for a windmill. How big is it, does it say? Do we have like a size? It doesn't say. It doesn't say. Uh, Men's wind-up gramophone. Oh, nice. Mm, Interesting. Men's trousers, new slash excellent. Thirty-eight inch and forty inch inside leg, thirty-one inch selection from eight pounds per pair. Right. How can your legs change size? (laughs) You either have one. Yeah, I can understand the waist changing size. Well, why would you have two different leg lengths? Wait, two of the leg lengths are different. Yes. I've got one. For sale, head. <laughs> just a, what? What? As in, uh, as a service, or? <laughs> That's just written in black text. How's your head? <laughs> <laughs> For sale, head. Torch is the next word after that. Head torch. Oh. Uh, comfortable body, batteries. All right, I need Phil's reaction for this one because it's going to start off promising and fall down after the second word. Just like my second dates. Port. Yes. Marion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's two separate words in here. Port, Marion, Pottery, Budvars, the Botanic Garden Range, Ivy Leaved, Sicklement. £10. But they you know, put I, the phone number I into the £10. £10 just for a bottle of port. Yeah. Okay, I've got, I've got. Joanna's Logs. <laughs> just in general. <laughs> Joanna's log. Is that like a captain's log? I hope so. Is it just some, some lady called Joanna's Diaries? Oh, <laughs> Joanna's logs. Fully seasoned barnstorm hardwood logs. So no, not as good as you thought, Phil. Just logs for sale. Geeky Joanna. Brummy's going to provide a public service now, as there is a public notice in here about the closure of some roads. Wow. According to Warwickshire County Council, the Road Traffic Regulation Act 1964... 19- 
84, section 14, covers off the temporary closure of Catesby Lane in Lapworth and the temporary closure of C90 Underslade Road and C89 Leafy Lane in Ellswood. That is the lazy. That is the laziest name writing of any kind of road ever. What's this road got on it? Leaves. That'll do. Leafy Lane. I like Leafy Lane. It's catchy. No, it's not. It's terrible. It's boring. I'd love to live on. Like, oh, where do you live? Leafy Lane. It Leafy sounds Lane. like a made up like TV set, like where a TV, like a. a it's where TV Harry Potter set. could live Welcome or something. To Leafy Lane, yes. children. I've got a good one. I've found here. Uh, the the Bla E trilogy box set Bla E one two and three DVD films five quid. Bla 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 I think so. But it's it's Bla E Bla E trilogy. Oh oh you know why they've done that? That's the automatic censorship when they say like stuff like sexy and they'd blank out one of the letters. So they've set up automatic censorship with the word blade. So you just get Bla. Oh so you can't sell knives. <laughs> yes yeah. But they've got a Mulanex uh, electric carver. I love it. this one. Wanted, I, I've realised what it's meant to say. Wanted motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good one here. TV and video section. Queen Mother video. 100th <laughs> birthday celebration. WH Miss two box set archive footage. Five pounds. Five pounds for a video about the Queen Mother. Wow. Guy according someone, to, someone is mugging us off. Guy, according to this paper, you're wanted. Am I? Tools wanted, cash paid, any age or type. <laughs> <laughs> any age, any type. Need need to make room in your garage or shed or downsize your collection. <laughs> wanted caravans, all age caravans and motorhomes, all ages and conditions. Is somebody making a collection of caravans? Maybe that it's obviously just like a caravan seller thing. <laughs> Slow cooker. Auto, swan, two and a half litres, round. How much? Why do you need to de- define it's round, slow cooker? <laughs> what if it's a square it slow be, cooker? You might have a special space for it. <laughs> How much did your paper cost, by the way? I've just had it's a look free. at that. Sully Hill News is a, is a one pound where sold. What does that mean? It's free in some places, but if you sell it, it's a pound. I guess so, yeah. Oh, I've got well, a great one here. Sold in yeah. yeah. There is a there's a great there's a news story I noticed when I was looking through. Now I actually saw this. In, I didn't see the incident, but I saw the aftermath. A bus in uh, the Regentown Centre drove into the side of the bus station. I think it just crashed into the metal railings, and it was a bit all dented and whatnot. Uh, but there's a nice quote uh, from somebody who witnessed it. So one passenger who was waiting at the station at the time said the crash came as a complete shock. <laughs> Having <laughs> looked, aren't all crashes well, as a complete shock? Having. <laughs> Having looked at these papers and the news that's in them, and I I, I read some of Phil's articles online, which are like actual things worth worth reading. I've looked at these newspapers and I've got a feeling that all the journalists that work on these newspapers are are people's moms. Because the stories are all the kind of thing about, it's like, oh, did you hear about that bus that crashed into the railings? It was a disaster. Literally (laughs) every piece. It was such a shock. Literally every piece as if it's been written by somebody's mum. Oh, did you see about that bank robbery? It's literally (laughs) like, it's some, some crazy... There's a way of writing. I didn't know this, though. I didn't know this about you, that you ran uh, Alice's Roofing Service. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it's actually called Alice's Roofing Service. I'm a man in Atrix. <laughs> 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 
and then like, on this page, it's literally adverts for like skips, builders, roofing services, and then right in the middle, it's a fake cookie relief. <laughs> so are those ads the kind of things where your mum's gone, oh, your cousin Bob, he does that man in a van stuff. Let's pop him in the back. You, 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 your cousin Simon, he does some delivery. He does some brickying. You can do that. All right. So if I chose any animal to advertise my soliciting firm, <laughs> what animal would I choose? So you're soliciting. A legal eagle. A legal eagle. No. Ostrich. Nope. Platypus. Nope. You know Some, already because yeah, yeah, I, 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 I can't guess because I've seen yeah. it. Is it a bird or is it an actual? No, animal? it is a family of lions. A family of lions. Because apparently, when family t- matters, we take pride in protecting yours. Uh, oh god, that's like naming your <laughs> blinking travel firm to it. Wait, what's, the, what's the name of the company? Cross the T's and dot the I's and put you in the middle. Just invent a name to well, make it a just phrase. says called Judy Wood at Sydney Mitchell. Well, which sounds like it's a come on, to be honest. <laughs> Judy Wood. <laughs> oh, shout out to them for that advertising, though. Yeah. That's these amazing. Are, these, are mom, these are mom articles. <laughs> can we, can totally. We, can we read the headline but that story but not go into it? Because the headline alone is eye catching. Oh, I can get a lock okay, burner. I'm going to read you this headline, but I'm not going to talk Do about it. Do it as if your mum had rung you up a on a Thursday. Liner. Did you hear? Did you hear about that woman who was ordered off a flight to Dubai over a period pain? What? <laughs> what? Oh, that's, wait, that's, that's an, that's an article. That, yeah. I read about that online this week. Right. I thought that was Tom Clubon for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. <laughs> Put it, take, cut it out, and put it on the wall. <laughs> it's her name. It does look like Tom I'm not. I'm not making this name up. Her name is Tilly Bather. <laughs> this is where we discovered last week you wrote all the weird news articles because oh, that, that's what names. I'm doing. I'm writing all these newspapers. That's what I have to take a week off. <laughs> There's a full colour, two-page spread advertising dentures in this film. <laughs> In this, in this TV show. in the, What TV show? This is a newspaper. Girls' school. Top of, I can't do it. Girls' girl school, school, top, top of, of the class, class in GCSE, GCSE table. table. I thought that said girl <laughs> is top of the class. What's the news there? I don't know. They've got another one in here. Photo of the week. It's not even in Solly Hall. That's the bad photo. Right, for fans of Antiques Road Trip, you can get free jewellery valuations with Kate Bliss on the 6th of March. I mean, she's no David Dickinson, but... Wait, what's that one? This one here. The... Um, Bid sets out its aims for future. Oh, it's on about Street the Shirley bid. Improved. The business improvement district. Right, Ugh. one last thing. Right, how can we tell this paper is from Solihull? Because with, it says it on the front. With its food article. I don't know Solihull at all. So, Solihull. Solihull. So, what what food do you think would be made in the kitchens of Solihull here? <laughs> Flapjacks. Solihullini. No. We're, we're making apparently the midlife kitchens monkfish and fennel with herbs, tomatoes, and anchovies. Monkfish, yes, like isn't monkfish. he that hard cutting detective? Monkfish, I thought fennel. Uh, wait, isn't fennel a bird that you hunt? I thought that would be what? like a <laughs> how easy is it to grow peonies, Gladys? I don't know. <laughs> how easy is it? All the latest tips and advice to get you growing. God. <laughs> What's this headline? A quacking look by Octavia Lillywhite. All right, special call out for this company because it is a great pun. Aristocraft. <laughs> I can respect that. For kitchens and bathrooms. I'm shook by all of this. Guy, you can have it. it oh. 
Your, it one of your those rubbish papers, papers have stained my hands. <laughs> That's probably what Phil's allergic to, is printer ink. <laughs> <laughs> They've filled a page here by just ripping off some photographs from Flickr. Wait, let's see. Two pages. Of, like, we've we've gone on Flickr and uh, just, just in printed some Solly of the pictures. Hall. Yeah, but none none of the photographs are from Solly Hall. Have they been attributed at all? There's one of a swan, and its caption is "swan." Journalist. <laughs> <laughs> it just says "swan." <laughs> Journalistic integrity is strong as if, there. As if looking at that picture, you go, "Oh, d- what's that?" So, uh, no, <laughs> swan by Kev. <laughs> <laughs> The new fragrance from Sully Hole. Swan <laughs> by Kev. <laughs> I think it's time to put these away. Please. We're joined on the Geeky Review podcast by a special guest who always looks trep- full of trepidation. Trepidatious. Yes. yes. Hello, Tom. Good Hi, to uh, see you. It's been a while. It has. Where have you been? Yeah. Um, well, I've been really busy with boring work stuff. Um, so I've not been in Brum Radio very much. Oh, um, we've missed you. Yeah, thank you. We yeah. found you in the newspaper. Guy, we got that newspaper. Where's the newspaper? <laughs> we found your, you in the newspaper. Can I Which one did you have? Me personally. It was the Observer. This is, this is news to me. <laughs> Can I just ask, what is that on your t-shirt? What uh, t-shirt? Is, it's the Blur. Blur album cover. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see what the joke is, is that it looks a bit like me. I'm quite relieved. I thought I'd done a crime or something. <laughs> <laughs> just unintentionally, you know, just like... Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for Tom Clemon. Hello. How is the improv comedy going? It's going all right. It's going good. Um, on Thursday, I was I was being a Hulk Hogan as part of a character. And right. obviously, I'm very Hulk Hogan-like, so <laughs> yeah. it was the role... If, if you've not met Tom before, he's six foot four, tall and wide, <laughs> and just musculature. And just absolutely bursting with steroids, like... Where's the headband? So yes. can you yeah. can you can you tell us the joke? No, <laughs> that's not how improv comedy works, Callan. It's not just going to be going. To tell me a joke. A setting and an adjective. And okay, about, like seven people behind okay. you to help um, me out. Coffee shop. Uh, you're a barista. Yeah, not, not a barrister. Barista. Would be you're in a coffee shop and you are a barrister and you're being put behind the till. Yes. So you're giving legal advice while serving coffee. Legal advice to coffee. <laughs> to to co- that is, yeah, that's good because then you're talking to objects and not people. That's a good improv move. But the also no. <laughs> you're being held in contempt of Cortado. Oh. <laughs> that's a latte bad pun, Phil. We, we do not take these crimes. I don't drink coffee. That's <laughs> These jokes have just fallen flat. White. White. <laughs> Guy, do you have a question for Tom Clubon? I don't actually, not at the moment. I'm trying why to don't, think why of don't I have a question for Tom Clubon? That's my question. Uh, probably because you've used them all up. Like, in the past, <laughs> I think you probably asked me everything you could ask anyone. Tom Clavon. I have a, no. Sorry, I've done it wrong. I have a question for Tom Clavon. I did this wrong every time. What did we miss? Uh, what has happened on the A list that yeah. will be will have gone out yesterday, based on when this podcast goes out? That's a rubbish question. What will happen, or has happened, or what has happened? What, what will has happened in the future? It's yes. always happening all the yes. time. Yes, uh, it's like that terrible some... X Men movie. <laughs> yes. Days of Future Past. Uh, I played some songs in an order and then spoke between them. Mm-hmm. I have a question for Tom. Well, 
if you were to if you were to pack your entire life's contents into average sized packing boxes, how many packing boxes would that be, and what would you have left out? I that's that's quite deep. Um, prob- like the boxes, <laughs> yeah, like the boxes. I'd probably leave stuff like you know, you just have old stuff lying around the flat. So I've got a tablet that doesn't work, and I've got. You know, just electronic stuff that's kaput. I could probably just take my phone, and that would be all all the stuff. <laughs> that and my computer, probably. Cool. So, thank you for joining us. Sentimental for another round of questions with Tom Clebon. Thank you. <laughs> Where can we find you normally? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tom underscore Clebon C L A B O N. And you do? I do lots of things. Uh, improv comedy with Fat Penguin Improv mm-hmm. is the main thing. How much your show? My show, your usual show. Oh, indie mixtape. That's on pause. Oh, yeah, pause. because I'm so busy. Oh, we'll have yeah. to get you back soon. Yeah, well, you can try. Bring no, back thank you. For, thank <laughs> you for everyone. Tweet Tom. Bring yes. back. Bring back indie mixtape. <laughs> yes. Get a hashtag going. Yeah. Phil, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Philip underscore Ellis. That's Philip with one L, Ellis with two. Look for the ginger guy with the blue tick. Guy, where can we find you? Uh, guy underscore Halton. Keith, do you have a recommendation? A recommendation. The feature that you launched last week. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Go follow the Wakanda Forever uh, hashtag on Twitter and look at all of the amazing artwork that's being created by people and demand that some uh, publisher somewhere collates it into a book, pays these people lots of money for the privilege, uh, and we do that. So I recommend you do that. And we can find you. And we can find you online at. It's Hardluck underscore Hotel on Twitters without the underscore. Pretty much everywhere else. Callum, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Danes Radio. And you can find me at Ryan Parrish. Nothing, Nothing this week. No, you can find me in a classified advert. Yeah. <laughs> you can That's find a bit me. Of a lame one. You can find me at Ryan Parrish on Twitter, and you can find us all at Geeky Brewery at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Yelchelbs, geekybrewery.com. You can read about Power Rangers. Yes. And you're running out of time to win the amazing selection of, of awesome prizes. Not yes. Tat. I was going to say tats, not tats. <laughs> uh, in the Geeky Brummy prize draw. Uh, yeah. So get those. You, not YouTube, um, iTunes and iTunes, other podcasting yes. services just, ratings just in. Give us, give us a star. Yes. Just a star. We'll take a star. <laughs> One's fine. We just don't just put another four of them next to it. That's yeah. fine. Just, just, or do five reviews with one yeah. star each. We'll take it as five <laughs> altogether, cumulatively. We'll take it as a cumulative uh, title. Uh, but yeah, just just go and just click those buttons. Put Type words into a computer. It's easy. Just imagine you're on Twitter or something. Thanks for joining us. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.